0: Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Impact Podcast. Who is this strange voice you're asking? Well, I'm Darren Evans, and I've been working with Impact Wales for the last two years on marketing and public relations, and I edit this very podcast. Some of you might also know me from my time as a journalist when I worked for Tez Cymru, if you can remember that. So, for this 100th episode of the Impact Podcast, I'm the host. And today, my special guests are Finola Wilson and Jane Miller of Impact Wales. Hello. Hi, Darren. Hello. This (laughs) is very unusual. I know. Yeah, it's uh, in a different seat today. You've
1: taken over our podcast.
0: I have. I have taken over. I'm the host with the most and for a change, you were the guests. So I'm going to be asking the questions. Which
1: is really nice. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. It's all on you.
0: (laughs) 100 episodes. Can you believe it?
1: no no that's it's oh my gosh such a long time but we do blame you yeah because it came from you it was your idea
0: it was my idea I just thought you know people buy people people love Finn and Jane from Impact and oh dear (laughs) (laughs) well it started during lockdown didn't it because um I just thought well you know they they need to hear from you they need to know what you're doing and what better way to reach people who are stuck at home than a podcast
1: yeah, it was me in my kitchen, and then it was you in your little little office, office upstairs. Yeah, yeah, and here we are, a hundred later, and it's what two two and a half years later. Yeah, but we 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 having our usual pre-podcast preamble as we usually do, and we were talking about the range of people that we've had. Yeah, on this podcast over the last two and a half years has been at that point Phenomenal. in time I wouldn't have. Okay, thought so, we would have had so many let's talk about who we've had on the podcast apart from darren obviously we've had two education ministers we've had a number of international researchers professor ethan cross who has been involved in um research in uh america multi-million pound research in america with um, danny willingham and yep. um, angela duckworth we've had dr jared cooney-hallgloff from Australia, now America as well, who's a researcher, was at Melbourne. I'm not sure what university he's at at the moment. We've had Dr. Kevin Smith from Wales looking at um, curriculum. We've had so many people who are sort of on the edge of research. So they're, they're talking about education, um Lucy Crean who's yeah. very involved in Wales at the moment Daisy Christodoulou absolutely Daisy. I'm just trying to think of anyone else I should have the list in front of me now we haven't. should we've had loads and loads and loads of but great. lots of practitioners as well yeah lots of um head teachers deputy head teachers classroom teachers we had Sam Eaton from uh Cardiff High School we had um recently Beth Wade and Patrick Milenchuk from um and boy, boy. We've had um, Jamie Tennant from Harden. And I know that people are going to be upset if we don't mention them all. Yeah. But we've had so many, it, it's yeah. hard to Not remember. Not just from all. Wales either. We've had some from Scotland and England. We've also done as well. Which indeed, is images, yeah. indeed. But there's a lot of us just nattering. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so thank you, Darren. Thank no problem. We're our natters with... With the nation
0: yeah i think the nation's really bought into it as well because you've got some you know fantastic feedback over the last couple of years Mm. you've had some some really good episodes and really good conversations some some episodes have you know exceeded all expectations, mm. and you've yeah. had hundreds and hundreds yeah. of listens. When you look back over the the hundred episodes, well, actually, it's a bit of a cheat, isn't it? Really, because you've done a few special episodes yeah. here and there. It's full of hundred and ten. we've
1: missed the 100th. we <laughs> been, We'll just label this the 100th.
0: Well, this we've is the hundredth the... regular episode. Yeah. Um. So when you look back over all of those episodes, what are some of the the highlights from from the times from the conversations that you've had with? each other and with those special guests.
1: Well I I think it's quite interesting though to go back to the first episode and when we were looking at what episodes we've actually done and trailing through it's the journey that we've all gone through through Covid because we start at the beginning of Covid and here we are you know two and a half years later coming up to the third anniversary in March now of when Covid or the first lockdown started and it's quite interesting picking up from the conversations where we were within those podcasts what was happening for us what was happening for schools because i remember what it was happening for the world it was because it, it was quite a bleak time that that first mm-hmm. lockdown business-wise wasn't it to think about where we were going and what was going to happen and was there going to be a future would well, you know i was looking at i mean we we started this this line of thread on highlights <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did We yeah. imagine a low light as i was saying to um somebody the other day that when lockdown hit we had our diary open and it was like you see on the on you know like old 40s films where the the the, the calendar days rip off or the, yeah. the the diary pages turn and all of our appointments were just disappearing yeah things were just being postponed and actually cancelled and disappearing and it was and those first 10 or so episodes were all about things like blended learning and working from home and mm. um, you know managing lockdown and well-being and it was it was it was really they're very immediate in the moment episodes yeah. weren't they and and it was very difficult at that point to look forward mm. beyond because we didn't know how long we were going to be in lockdown for because for, I thought yeah. initially you know two weeks we'd be staying at home here yeah. we were what was it three months yeah 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 so the highlight i think has been that the the podcast has followed what's happening in the world it's followed education news it's followed what teachers are experiencing at the time and that's been a real highlight and i often feel the highlight for me is it's really bizarre is when you go into a school and, you know, you they'll say to you when you're having a conversation on Zoom or something, oh, um, oh I've listened to your podcast and I've seen you on Twitter and, you know, a school down the road has worked with yeah. you as well and now, now I'd really like to okay, yeah. you because we'd like to do this. Great, okay. okay. And you go to the school. But the minute you meet them in in the school, you know, um, foyer yeah. or whatever, it's literally as if you've known that person for yeah. 10 yeah, years yeah, yeah. because they meet you like an old friend, Yeah, which is absolutely Love, fantastic it's like you you've done the preamble already and they say oh and i listened to that and oh you must come and see this and it's just it really is such a an honor (laughs) we've brought our baggage with us (laughs) because there's lots of baggage (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah well here i am today
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't say that (laughs) we talk about you a lot in the podcast yeah and it's quite nice for the listeners to put a, a, a voice yes and a, and a face to a person.
0: Yeah, it is. I do edit a lot of the mentions of me out then for uh, humility. Well, maybe
1: but... we haven't mentioned you at all now. <laughs> no, that's going to have to be, you know, you'll have to keep them all in now.
0: Yeah. Well, people will know who I am from now on. So, so you there you go. Yeah. I mean, Finn, you just mentioned, you know, some of the, the, the low points, but... Are there any other kind of parts of the podcast that haven't been so enjoyable or that have been memorable for the wrong reasons, perhaps? I've got one. Okay,
1: And it was the one we did with Sam Eaton. And it wasn't to do with Sam. Yeah. It was down to do with us because we did a fantastic podcast with Sam, thanks to Sam. We finished and then we realised we hadn't pressed record. So that was just the most that was a nightmare. Oh, that was a nightmare, yeah, wasn't it? I love get a lovely box chocolates out of it. I think because we did it, did do it again, and yeah. it was a very successful podcast. Yeah. But I think, um, I think what people don't realise <clears throat> about a, a podcast as well is they, I, I think yeah. when I listen to other people's podcasts, that literally people have just you know s- switched on the recorder and they're just sitting there and they're having a chat. But actually, there's such a lot of work, not least Darren's editing that goes yeah, on yeah, after yeah, the event. Yeah, there's see. such a lot of work beforehand. Well, for and you I, in particular, because you're the one that tends to put the thread of what we're going to talk about together. Yeah. We'll come, we'll talk around about an idea for a podcast, mm. but then you're the one that puts the, well, the intelligence into the podcast. <laughs> what well, I just sit and nod and, and, and I agree do all with the you. research, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a couple of the uh, the links and everything. But I must admit that some weeks it's, it's like I've had this idea for a month. I've got, right, I'm going to yeah. do it. We've got time to do it. We've got time to yeah. do it. And other times it's it's like really trying to, what, what can we do the yeah, podcast around yeah. this? Or because... we get an idea that no, we can't, it's not really, the, the time yeah. isn't time isn't right. It doesn't feel quite right to put that one out at the moment. So I think it is, it is quite challenging because mm-hmm. it, it's not just we sit down and we, natter. we, I write uh, a two page set of notes beforehand yeah. with all of the research links and all of the links to other things that we've done and, you know, yeah. really picking up all of the details or the stats, because sometimes it involves yeah. stats as well. So it's proper, you know, investigation. But one of the things that I want to mention that is um, the, one of the lowlights for me is how much it takes of yourself yes and that hasn't always been easy and that has been an occasion where I had to stop because there was yeah. so much going on in my personal life that I yeah. couldn't do it you know I've had family issues and what have you that actually what people don't realize as well that is is that when you're sitting here having a chat you you are opening a kind of little window onto what we talk about in the office well you're bearing your soul in a way aren't you yeah because you know I, I do forget sometimes that we're recording <laughs> and we do have a chat because yeah, yeah. we talk about like this all the time this is this yeah. isn't put on for the podcast well, this is uh, how we are isn't it I mean when you see us on the podcast now you'll see us like at, at our desk that is kind of behind our desks but behind the podcast screen is that we've got our desks facing each other and sometimes especially like when Curriculum for Wales Assessment Guidance comes out we will sit across our desks just toing and froing with stuff yeah. and pulling our hair out and going, no, no, we have to look at this again. And I know that particularly when the curriculum for wealth assessment guidance came out, there was three days of it. Yeah. Three days exhausting of exhausting. Three days. It was absolutely exhausting. But this is what we do. So it's kind of just opening our office door yeah. to teachers around the world. I, I hadn't realized yeah. until this week how much. I rely on the conversation that we have across the table because I've been mm. in zoo, in Teams meetings this for the last eight days mm. from 9am till 2, 3pm, yeah. constant. Yeah. And and I know you've been sitting in the desk opposite me and we haven't been able to have a conversation. I'm mouthing the odd word to you because I've been getting a little bit frustrated about what's going on. But I've really missed that. And I, yeah. you walked in the office this morning. And I said, hey, I'm back in the room because we can actually have a conversation. Yeah. And I think that is so important, having someone to bounce those ideas across. Yeah. And to and to unpick and to talk talk about things. Well, this is, this is what a lot of teachers don't get, isn't it? Is they yeah, don't get the opportunity isolated. to mm. really sit down and take the time to talk about the latest guidance that's come out or how they're going to put this into yeah. practice in the classroom. And I mean, I was listening to something this morning and I'm going to mention it because I thought it was really interesting. Uh, the NAEL had put out their Curriculum Unlocked series as podcasts, and there was Mark Priestley was, was on doing his thing. And I, I listened to the whole thing, obviously, and it was very, very interesting. But what came across from that really strongly was that it was quite theoretical. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the difference, is that because we are both in the, cl- in the um, office talking about mm-hmm. these things and thinking about how to support... And we're in schools with teachers in classrooms and talking about how they're going to make it a reality is that we don't have the luxury of being able to, you know, to think of it in a theoretical no, format. We the little, have to think of it practically. But it's very much everything that we look at that's in, the, in in that theoretical format. It's about, well, how will this work in schools? How can schools use this? Yeah. And what will it look like? Yeah. And that's really where our discussions Yeah, because as I say, that's what we get paid to do is the going into schools and helping schools make it work, is that we just don't have the luxury of uh, leaving it at the theoretical point, we have to take it further.
0: I think what's impressed me the most is the amount of work that you put into each episode of the podcast, because when I originally envisaged doing this, it was more to kind of bring that conversational element out Mm -hmm. of you and to, to have you talking around these topics and these subjects. But I think it reflects the amount of work that you put into your everyday business and the amount of you know research that you look at and then you translated that to the podcast as well and I, I think you know it's it's gone above and beyond anything that I yeah. originally intended get to do. Can I, do and can to I just
1: say we didn't pay you
0: to say that? <laughs> <laughs> well you, you do pay me but you know. <laughs> Not to say that then No Do <laughs> no, that, no, you get a Christmas bonus. I don't know
1: sometimes it's, you know sometimes when we are um, looking at you know all of the stuff that we use to form our opinions it mm. literally is like i was watching yesterday sad personally i'm Senate tv again um on the qualifications wales annual report and listening to the yeah, Priest. Yeah, you know it's literally anything out there that's that's publicly available and often sometimes stuff that isn't publicly available that's maybe behind a paywall or that schools are using mm. and that we're talking to the school mm. about it's we literally look at, read, listen mm. to everything. But that that's part of the key thing that why we do that, isn't it? Because we struggle to find the time sometimes to keep on top of everything that's put out. Mm. How on earth people in schools mm. doing that night, you know, that day, mm. that job from when they're in school from eight o'clock till five o'clock and then working at home as well. How do they find the time? But don't you think, though, as well, that it is beholden, it's it's um it should be an expectation of anybody working with schools that they have mm. a full picture. Yeah. And actually I get quite angry when I see that there are some people who are um, making decisions or even demanding change from school, who don't have the full picture. And I think that 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 should be an expectation of every single person who is supporting schools to improve need to have the full story and they need to have looked at everything in detail.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, when I was an education journalist, I I knew a little about lots of bits of the education system Mm -hmm. in Wales. But I worked with lots of teachers and lots of head teachers and lots of you know educationalists in in various guises from various organisations and consultants, and you know none of them. And, and I, again, I'm I'm going to be uh, you know.
1: <laughs> partisan yeah
0: but none of them did the amount of research that that you two do um you know and I'm continually impressed by the fact that you are so up to date with everything that's going on in the system and I think that kind of knowledge is invaluable and that is kind of what sets you aside mm. from other consultancies and other education businesses because of the amount of work you put in and the fact that you keep up on the latest trends and the latest research mm. and but it's I, so valuable do you
1: know well, I I could say a lot of that as well is down to the fact that we have those conversations with teachers, yeah, and practitioners in schools, not not just head teachers, yeah, but classroom teachers, teaching assistants, everybody who's involved in, in the system. I I do think as well though that to give other people in the system due credit is that other people may not know what they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that it is it is from being embedded in the system yourself. And working with teachers and having an advisory board—that is one of the best decisions yes, we ever made—is yeah. to have people saying, "Yeah, but have you seen this? Or this has mm-hmm. come out, or uh, we're working with this." But it's, you know, the, the when you have people, for example, and this is just one example, coming from England, and you, you know, um, saying, "Well, this is how we do it in England." And mm-hmm. I, I recently heard somebody talking about doing it coming from Scotland and saying, "Well, this is how we do it in Scotland." Mm-hmm. And it's saying, well, look, I don't fully understand this part of it, but it's very similar to ours here or I don't fully. It's like, well, how can you possibly Mm. suggest to a school that you're going to do something? And I think it's for me, it's a it's a credibility issue. Mm. I couldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable having a conversation with a head teacher if I couldn't say where I got that idea from or what the provenance of it was or yeah. whether it i knew that it had worked somewhere else mm. first mm. i just wouldn't feel comfortable doing that and i think yeah. it is it's a it's a personal integrity thing mm. as much as anything mm. but the, the i mean we know that there are people out there who don't have the 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 depth of knowledge and are still making you know supportive decisions mm. with schools and it's it's kind of like I just don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I I would I just feel very... How do they sleep at night, Finn? Well, yes. How do they sleep at night? Yeah, they are. Well.
0: While we're in a reflective mood then, let's kind of look back at the last couple of years um, since, you know, the start of lockdowns and the pandemic. And obviously we're, we're semi-post that period now. How has Impact oils changed over that time?
1: Ooh, a lot. Do you know, I was just thinking about this the other day, how my... Uh, working life has changed mm. we used to, i can remember i was down in london for two days on my own and the car broke down on the way yeah. back and i had a broken You're finger big a the and, and it was really yeah. painful uh standing on the side of the road but our working life has changed in that the way in which we provide support to schools has changed it's a hybrid version yeah yeah, yeah. we're it, not doing the traveling that as much of the traveling well that and we that we used to and the the, the upshot mm-hmm. of that is not doing so much traveling means that we are so much more efficient. And I would go so far as to say more effective, because mm-hmm. one of the problems with standing in front of a, a classroom of teachers is that as soon as you've said something, it's gone. Yeah. You can't go back and hear that again. And having a hybrid version mm-hmm. means that whilst you get to have the face-to-face t- discussions because you get to go in and see people in school Mm -hmm. sometimes you also get to have a recorded session that they can go back to and you get the digital workbook and we have become more permanent in terms of the support that we provide that they can go back to it again and again and that that reflects i think we've got much better Mm -hmm. at professional learning as it should be from the science of learning (laughs) yeah i think if we look at the two the two big clusters that we're working with at the moment, or we, I know one's just finished and we're still with the other one. Mm. We've got Mount, Mountain Ash Cluster and uh, Cum Cluster. We've really honed down that yeah. mix of Impressive. face-to-face with curriculum leads so you can get that relationship, you can get those conversations, you can get those key and ideas. Feedback. And then that shapes yeah. what we do remote with all of their staff. Yeah recorded so that yeah. those schools that can attend can those that can't and obviously get the recording yeah. and, but the, and what's interested me is the number not just from that cluster as well, another cluster we're working with St Davies and Swansea the number of people that will contact me before our next session saying oh can I have the recording of the last one because I can't find it so I want to jump up on that before we yeah. do the next session. So we know that that's, that momentum is beginning to build. And I think it's forced us as well. You know, when we do hybrid sessions and we're doing remote session and it was when we worked with um, Swansea ALN yes. um, group because we actually started the work pre-lockdown oh. and then we went into lockdown and then it had to be all remote. And one of the sessions that we did they hadn't got the understanding before the session that we needed them to have and it was saying right well we need to have a method by which we're really getting an opportunity to do formative assessment and really understand Mm -hmm. where they are and I think we've got so much better at that that is we don't broadcast we're not a broadcast company We, we don't just say well look here's the information learn it or don't learn it we're thinking about well, we don't deliver no we let like that what is it that, that, that they respect. are learning what yeah. have they learned where are they what do we need to do mm. next how can we support them to protect against their own forgetting you know i think i think we've really um it's used the science of learning yeah in yeah our professional learning absolutely and i think we're one of the few organizations in wales that actually does that because we've seen we've seen a lot of broadcast
0: Okay, so for our next section of this very special episode, we're going to turn the tables on Finn and Jane today. They've quizzed education ministers in the past, among other educationalists. But what would they do if they were in charge of education in Wales? The Welsh Government has appointed Fiona Wilson and Jane Miller as joint education minister for some reason. I think
1: well, I think there might be a little bit of mutiny and mutiny and a few strikes at that point. Okay. There we go. Yeah.
0: Well, let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope everybody praises yeah. the appointment and thinks it's the best thing ever. There's editorials in the Western Mail saying, good, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you make an impact as joint education ministers? First of all, the topic that you cover probably more than anything on this podcast for very, very good reason, curriculum for Wales. How would you, ministers? Ensure that Curriculum for Wales is a success.
1: Well, can I just say before we start, not just one middle aged woman in charge, but two middle aged women in charge. Yes. Okay. so personally, how would I make, how would we make Curriculum for Wales um, a success? Well, the first thing that you would have to do is to think about the model of curriculum that you actually have, because you have a model of curriculum that has variation baked in. So if you have variation baked in, why do you have variation baked in? In order to address the needs of the pupils in front of you. But along with that, you've also got problems with equity of provision. So, And you need to manage both of those things. You need to make sure that you're actually addressing people's needs, but also that children are getting an equitable provision the, no matter getting, where they are. They need, so they're yeah. getting high quality education where they are. So one of the things that I would do is I would actually meet in the middle. I would say, right, we don't need either one end of the spectrum or the other. We don't need either a fully prescriptive curriculum or a fully um, autonomous curriculum mm-hmm. for teachers. What we need is something in the middle. So I would say, let's change the model that we've got to a, um, say, a 50 percent prescribed curriculum with 50 percent space for entire mm-hmm. autonomy. But that, that core curriculum content needs to be set at national level it mm-hmm. needs to be set at the highest level so everybody has and i would even go so far as to say and oh, let's have textbook information on that mm-hmm. and and make it consistent not you need to use a script so i wouldn't go that far but i'd say so everybody has the same information to start with mm-hmm. but not so much that there isn't still choice to say oh but my children need this yeah. i'm just gonna yeah. there's the flexibility reasons. within it isn't it but i'd also go as far as to say that that sort of approach needs to be when we look at professional learning for our teachers as well is making sure that we've got equity of provision across the nation that it's not about everybody having the same it's about making sure that we've got professional learning there that suits the needs of our profession yes so we don't just want everyone to have the same rubbish we want everyone to have high quality professional learning and actually that's the other thing that we as education ministers are going to change in mm-hmm. Wales we're going to say that we're going to make sure that the professional learning that is available for all teachers mm-hmm. our professional learning entitlement is actually a true entitlement that every teacher is entitled to uh, let's say 5 hours of professional learning every week Fun, yeah that's funded within fully the school funded, funded within school and that that professional learning follows the science of learning for effective professional learning so it is about protecting against forgetting it's about building Mm. knowledge it's about practicing that information in a guided practice independent practice Mm. process and it's making sure that the people who are providing that professional learning are high quality practitioners who understand all Mm. of the research behind what makes really highly effective professional learning. So there's going to be a lot of money involved, but yeah. we can stop spending money on other things in order to make sure that that yeah. works.
0: Well, that brings me on perfectly to the second question.
1: It was as if we planned it, Darren. What a segue. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> I mean, now you've, you've solved curriculum for Wales. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But you've mentioned money. So funding, mm-hmm. how would you ensure that schools get the funding that they need? Or I mean, how how would you deal with funding? Because we know that funding is a continually a an huge, issue.
1: It's a huge issue. And it yeah. always has been. I think it always will be. But yeah. I, I certainly feel that it needs to go, or oh, as much of it as possible, it needs to go directly to schools for schools to make that decision about what they're going to do with it and maybe not go through the number of layers that it goes through to get to schools. So if, if we're going to do that, then we need to make sure that... Um, the decisions that schools are making mm. about how to spend that funding mm. are as effective as they yeah. can be. And this is a, a perennial discussion mm. in the scrutiny okay. committee about, um, you know, for example, we've talked about this on the closing the gap the scrutiny committee was saying, well, why are schools buying white goods? Mm. You know, why are they buying a washing machine when they could be making better decisions? And this, this kind of centralized decision-making process, but we need to, provide support for head teachers to be well informed to make the decisions for themselves, not tell them what decision to no, make. But it also goes back to subsidiarity, isn't it? Yeah. That it's making that decision as close to the action as possible. Head teachers know exactly there's a perfectly good reason why mm. something like a washing machine mm. was purchased because we know that our children can't learn if they're not, you know, is basic needs, isn't it? And it's making sure that Those people in the scrutiny Mm. understand why those decisions are being made and maybe not question them in the same way. Can I just add a level of complexity to this, though? Because funding schools isn't an easy issue. Oh, it's not. And I was just, you know, because we do like to simplify things as much as possible. Well, this is it, but it's kind of, we don't want to make it simplistic. That funding schools is about the culture in which the school works Mm. in. Because it when we're thinking about head teachers oh. making decisions about how they're going to spend their funding, we've got head teachers working in a system of high accountability, yeah. and they will be making decisions about where to spend resources, mm-hmm. and they will be making decisions about, well, I'm going to spend all my resources on making sure that children are getting through their qualifications mm-hmm. and they're, you know they're they're giving the results to the school that will keep the school out of things like este mm-hmm. monitoring mm-hmm. and so on. So funding is not just giving schools more money. It's about setting up a culture within the education system that enables schools the freedom to spend money on the things that the children the need mm. rather than because I, I was, you know, thinking about that the if we if we're funding what happens in schools in order to make the school look good, yeah, then we're not funding things that are actually right for children because quite often those two are mm. mutually exclusive. Mm. So this isn't just a question of, well, we just need to give schools more money or we need to give um, schools money in a different way. What we need to do is we need to change the focus of schools work Mm. by removing the public school level scrutiny Mm. and actually having a national scrutiny of education that has real data Mm. sitting behind it. But the individual teachers, individual head teachers, individual schools aren't under the, the enormous pressure that they are from bodies mm-hmm. like Estyn. You know, if if a school, if an individual school has an Estyn inspection that Estyn inspection is poor, the very first thing that should happen is loads of support should go into mm-hmm. that school, rather than it should be reported in the press. Mm. Because if if I'm a parent and my child is already at that school yes just it's yeah, meaningless yeah. anyway because i've already made that choice mm. and if i'm if i've got primary age children and i'm thinking about my child going to that school then it needs to be improved as quickly mm-hmm. as possible i'm not sure that having having the level of public scrutiny publicly available well, it just, it scrutiny adds, is actually it, it doesn't help no, schools no, it, doesn't. it doesn't improve the situation uh you know when you're a parent and we're both parents and we've both been in a situation where we're choosing schools for our for our Mm. child i mean the the school that i chose for for my child you know it was kind of like the estimate report was kind of almost immaterial it Mm. was about is this going to suit my child Mm. is my child going to be happy there Mm. are their friends going there it's not the kind of thing that you see in the data Mm. that comes out at that government level Mm. and it's so when we're talking about funding we're not just talking Mm. about money
0: yeah I mean, I think it's quite clear from your answers so far. Neither of you would be uh, education minister because you're actually answering the questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a new new track, wouldn't it? it, would be, wouldn't it? Oh, that's the other thing. Um, if we were, you know, if we were education minister, I think one of the things that, as a, a business, we do all of the time, and we are a commercial operation, we are a commercial organisation. It's making sure that we actually search out. When things go wrong or we search out when people disagree with us mm. or i mean i always listen to you know what our competition is doing mm. and um, you know people who are better than us mm. but also people who are just working in the same field as us we're always trying to find the problems the issues mm. and i think that as a education minister that's absolutely what you should be doing is is don't just listen Search, to the yes people searching for the people who are um, in opposition to you. yeah you know when opposition say well i've got an example from a school that that where things mm. are not going well they say right i want to be in that school i want to hear it. yeah and to give her her due Kirsty williams she would do that mm. i think she did listen and i didn't always agree with what she talked about but i i yeah, think she really did yeah. want to know the full story i'm not so sure that jeremy miles actually does want to know the full story. I think he's he's very much a kind of surface level listener. Okay. It's a new term. <laughs> <laughs> you just created one.
0: Uh, final question then, ministers. Well-being, obviously a, a huge issue, not just for teachers, but for pupils. What measures, policies, programmes would you put in place to make sure that the well-being of pupils and school staff is improved over the next few years
1: well, well I think that it is important that we look at the two together isn't it because we know that for our well-being of our pupils to be where we want it to be we need to make sure that the well-being of the professionals that are looking after them needs to be where it needs to be so I think it's important that we talk about where staff are as well and I think we're heading into the the winter of discontent aren't we you know this podcast is going up before Christmas in the news this week there are so many strikes strikes not you know health you know we're talking about the the army has just been told that they're not going to have the christmas leaves being cancelled because they're going to be stepping into the ambulance service if if oh that's gosh, the need be yeah. so it it, it really yeah. feels that that's where we're going but we need to make sure that and i know we're talking about teachers striking over pay but we need to support our professionals and and we all know we're not in the profession to, for money we're in it because we are it to make a difference And yes, pay is an important issue. But I think one of the things that we come back to time and time again, where, you know, the one thing that teachers feel that can make make a difference to their job is the time to have available to do the job and not to encroach on your home life as well that home work, home life balance so if we took it back to if we took how we, could we improve teachers well-being and this is you know we're not talking about small issues here we're talking about really big difficult problems that people really really struggle with you know politicians are just people and they're they're struggling with them but if we took it back to improving the amount of time that teachers had going back to our idea of core content yeah if you had core content that was already planned for you that you had resources there to to use and that that was done then curriculum for wales would be a quarter of the problem that it actually yeah. is that we wouldn't have the level so that would reduce workload yeah. if you had um a focus on support and development when schools got into um areas you know into problems mm. and you had Um, you know so estin come in it causes a a problem and then you've got um, as soon as the estin report is published you've got this huge swathe of support that goes in that would make a big difference to well-being so is well-being isn't a separate subject it Mm -hmm. is everything that schools are supported with or not supported Mm -hmm. with that changes the well-being for teachers and the well-being for teachers has a direct result on the well-being of children. I don't think you mm. can talk about the well-being of children no. without talking about mm. how teachers are being supported. Head teachers as well are included within that isn't absolutely it? and support staff. Mm. It's everybody mm. who works in schools, the people who work in the dinner, mm. the dinner hall, the, the you know, the crossing lady, all of the crossing man, all of the, the people who work in schools. But I think that if you're talking about supporting pupils' well-being, one of the uh, first things to think about is how you're closing the gap Mm. or how are you narrowing the gap? And that's actually not so much an issue for schools, that's a societal Mm. issue. So, you know, whenever you talk about any of these problems, you've got to talk about a much, much bigger issue. And um, my husband introduced me to Mariana Mazzucato, who is uh, an economist, and she talks about Mm. um, capitalism has failed. I'm not going to go all Trotsky on you now, but it's the idea of that when you have say the big energy companies, their profits are going to their shareholders as opposed to the profits going back into the company to make energy cheaper for those who struggle Mm -hmm. the most. You know, those kinds of societal structural changes would have an impact on children's well-being because it's children who are struggling with challenging home lives, whose well-being is suffering. Mm -hmm. It's teachers who don't have the time to look after themselves because they're so hard at work and they're not being paid enough and they have to go to a food mm. bank themselves. That's where all the issues come from. It's time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And and time comes from different policies mm. and providing, you know, more support.
0: Well, I think we've got education solved, ministers. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I, I think that goes with that is is the recognition from everybody within the system that closing the gap is not you no. Know, Due, doubt, due to schools alone
0: can i can i just say and
1: i'm you know darren forgive me for saying this but the media needs to change as well because yeah, yeah. i was i was listening to um mick lynch being interviewed by radio <laughs> four the other day and they were talking about uh the rail strikes and um the line of questioning was how could you introduce more rail strikes at christmas mm-hmm. time when it's going to Deeply inconvenienced people who are at Christmas time really struggling, and how awful that is. But that is the whole point. yeah You know, it's that we have so many organizations who are, uh, and so many workers who are having to use food banks or whatever. And it's this disruption that's mm-hmm. the power. And we need a power shift mm-hmm. in society. We need to recognize that we are too many very, very, very powerful people who are it's actually shown in research that the higher you get away from the 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 base population Mm -hmm. the less able you are to empathize yeah and therefore you know if you're right at the top you might say yes i'm listening and yes i understand but you actually physically cannot do that and really empathize and i think we need a shift in society where we my husband would laugh at me now because he he calls me a right communist but i think (laughs) you know i'm a, a bit more of a socialist is that we need a much fairer society a much fairer distribution of wealth yeah. a much fairer way of yeah. using profit and we certainly haven't got that with our schools no we haven't now.
0: i think i'd agree with you about the media i think things have changed so fast in the last few years as well in terms of you know chasing clicks rather than actually getting into the meat of the subject and uh yeah. you know I, I i think here in wales as well we're not very well served by the media yeah. you know we don't have a, a welsh media that really you know holds politicians to account in the way they no. should or that really investigates the issues or, or really gets to the heart of the yeah. matter um you know It and you know I was part of Tes Cymru and then they stopped that specific part of yeah. that and so you lost something there that was really kind of looking at the education system mm-hmm. here um in its entirety on its own as opposed to something you know that's part of the wider system mm-hmm. so Mm. we do need a better media landscape and we need mm. just yeah a, a social
1: responsibility
0: an, social responsibility more understanding more appreciation of of, of the issues and the context mm. and uh yeah, we, we don't have that it's headlines and it's chasing clicks yeah it is. it is yeah
1: there
0: you are okay well that all got a bit deeper and uh, <laughs> depressing at the end it's merry
1: christmas it yeah. well, let's let's
0: change the uh, atmosphere change the attitude it started to snow <gasps> Amazing. and here's uh, no, No, just no. for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. just
1: me looking out the window. See how gullible I am.
0: It's metaphorical uh, audio, Snow. We'll, we'll, I just believed it. you, Deborah. Really. You just no, so why got away. And, uh, you know, we can hear some jingle bells. Oh. And here's Santa, Father Christmas, or Sean Corn, if you speak Kumraig.
1: Ho, oh, oh,
0: ho, oh. ho. And he's granting you each one Christmas wish. You're on the nice list of course absolutely and he said (laughs) finn jane for 2023 you've got one wish to change education for the better what would that wish be
1: well i'm just going to go back because we are in christmas time and i'm just going to go back to the well-being of staff and the one thing that i would change well not change but the christmas gift would be let's let's put in every school across the across the land across the nation a tip-top Coffee machine, <laughs> barista coffee machine. Well, they do hot spring, chocolate in it as and well. they do hot chocolate. Oh, but kidding. let's bring back because I can remember when I in, when I came back to Cardiff. Tea ladies. The, yeah. There was, you could go in the, the, the staff room at break and somebody would have made you a nice cup of tea with biscuits. Let's yeah. bring that back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's nice. And, and yeah. then you'd have what a tea lady or a tea person, a tea person. in each school across the land, yeah. which job it is just to. Yeah. 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 But on tap yeah. when you needed one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you had your break yeah yeah because yeah. that was often yeah, only yeah. the only break i would yeah. have of the day but everybody would have that because yeah. the key and lady was and there have a break with your colleagues yes and you'd sit around and you, the staff talk, of, yeah. and you would share ideas not, and cap, have you. Not in a classroom between the time yeah. the next classroom's so in let's bring that back okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go for a, a slightly bigger gift no, 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 no. We're not talking about Slate's gift. She didn't say that you got a bigger gift than I did. <laughs> bigger gift than you. Santa's is
0: huge. You can fit okay. any gift okay. in. You okay. know it's magical. Don't worry. Okay.
1: So I'm going to double the workforce.
0: Oh, that I, is a big um, gift.
1: Yeah, that is a huge gift. Okay. It's so twice as much coffee needed there, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's fine. We can, you know, sorry. Right. Twice as many coffee machines. <laughs> but if you doubled the workforce, so in every school yeah. you had two head teachers. So, you could split the job because I, I reckon it is two jobs. It is. You'd have a double the size senior leadership team. You'd have twice as many teaching assistants, yeah but the same number of children. And yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, if you had like a co teacher, it was just you and a teacher who mm-hmm. were teaching the class. So, you could share the actual teaching. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of you could be going off doing professional learning while the other one was teaching, or you could both be in if there was teaching. a was mm-hmm. You could team teach you could have maybe one could work with a particular group or pupils because mm-hmm. this is some things that they do in scandinavia is they actually have lots and lots of highly skilled professionals working with those children who most need it yeah. not you know the the children on interventions being um supported by teaching assistants it's actually the children who need the additional support with mm-hmm. the expert so that would be my gift is to double the workforce
0: so what we're saying is we're going to have lots of caffeinated teachers running yeah. around. <laughs> in 2023, <laughs> yeah. the schools are going to be full of teachers, bigger staff full room. of caffeine.
1: Bigger staffers. You'll need bigger yeah, staffers because as it, well. it is about time, isn't it? And it's about the quality yeah. of the time that you spend in, in work. And I, and I know you know, we, we've both been there we've both been in the classroom
0: mm.
1: and you can get to the end of the week and you look up and you realize the week has gone yeah
0: and you haven't really no spoken
1: to, to anybody thing. you haven't managed to you know a colleague who who might be teaching the classroom on the floor below you mm. you see him passing on the stairs and that's it once a week mm. and i it's think it, we need job. it is a very lonely job and i think we need you know going back to the discussion that we had at the start of the podcast today how important it is to have that dialogue and that just that professional discussion you know that's where a lot of professional learning comes from and we do like anatta we do like anatta so
0: you do and that I think brings us perfectly to a close thank you Finn thank you Jane for joining us today on the podcast on your own podcast it'll be interesting (laughs) to
1: see which bits you've cut out and which bits you leave in
0: I'm sure it's all good there you go left in and thank you for the podcast thank you for everything that you've done I think the listeners uh, would like to say thank you as well for all the education that you've given them for all the insights into your work and all the help that you've given them I know that lots of them really value listening to this whether it's you know on the morning commute whether it's walking their dog whether it's you know late at night while they're getting marking Mm -hmm. done I know it's a a very valuable resource to a lot of people Mm -hmm. so thank you very much
1: can I, can I just say, as part of that though, as well, I know our podcast mugs are going down a storm <laughs> with all our guests that have been on Twitter. So, if anybody does feel that they would really like to take part in one of our podcasts podcast, yeah. in the spring to get spring and summer, by. just drop us an email because yeah. you do get
0: a mug. You and, know, and can I say decisions.
1: a big thank you to everybody for listening? Yeah, because it is so lovely to know that you know we're sitting here having a natter, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes yeah. it's difficult. But people are listening and they do care. So thank you so much. Oh, we do check the listening figures. Oh, we do. We we do have a little, how many have listened (laughs) today? Yes. For all (laughs) those people who listen at five past six on a Wednesday morning. We are absolutely grateful. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And here's to another hundred episodes.
1: Absolutely great.